What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 206th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. You're looking a little different over there, man. What's going on? Hey, what is going on, everybody? Um, so I made some changes around here. If you're watching the live stream, you will notice. I am hoping that you guys on just listening to the podcast will know slight difference too. I did some arranging in the office, uh, set up a few things because I needed to get my uh, my TV set up in my office. I needed to put up something behind me to catch some of the sound so it's not as echoey uh, because my office is very hard and echoey and it has been very annoying for quite a while so I'm hoping that this will alleviate some of those issues I got my desk straightened up rearranged it's a much better setup for me right now I'm pretty excited but I've got a tv in front of me Um, I've just about I'm waiting I need one more cable and I will have everything set up to where I can live stream uh, Xbox or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. But the, uh, the, the, the thing is, it's, it's pretty nice. I, the audio should sound a little bit tighter now that I don't have all those uh, echoing, echoing sounds bouncing all over the damn place. So, yeah. I remember when you first started in that room. It was... It was super echoey. <laughs> super yeah, it was, echoey. Yeah, it was not good. Um, but I, th- I think I've got it figured out now. I think I'm pretty good. And then I'm hoping here in a couple weeks I'll be getting rid of this old desk and bringing in my new one, which I cannot wait for. Uh, yeah, I'll bet. New desks are always nice. I don't know. I don't have a mention on podcast, but I got a new. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a new desk about three weeks ago. I got one of those ones. Same type I work at. I use at work. I love it. It's. Got the, I don't know what you call them, uh, motors takes the desk up and down so yeah. I can put it down to the. I sit on the ground basically on my desk because I can keep my legs at a 90 degree angle to do all the year ago stuff. But then as well, this desk can go up so I'm just standing if I want to. So yeah. I'm loving it. Love it. So good. Very nice. But you might be asking yourself, it's Thursday again. It is Thursday Why again. Why are yeah. you guys on Twitch right now? So yeah. I just want to say this. Uh, this won't be the last time because I've already talked to Wink. We, I have to do this again next week on Thursday because uh, being summer, 
we have been trying to get out of Phoenix for the longest time. Um, and people have already asked in chat when we were to- doing the Galactic Legend event. But yes, you can still get out of town. Is there much to do? Probably not. But I am going up to our family cabin uh, this weekend. So that'll be nice just to get out of Phoenix for a while, out of the heat. And then next week, I'm going to be in San Diego. So going back Damn. to uh, the only other city I've lived in. Well, I can't say that. When I was a little baby, I lived in El Paso, Texas for a long time. But okay, San Diego is the second longest place I've ever lived as an adult. So going back to my gotcha. other hometown for a few few days. So... Yeah, once nice. school starts, won't be doing any of that stuff. So we had to get it out of the way before school starts here in the next couple of weeks. Not a bad idea, sir. Not a bad idea. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So. Well, hopefully you guys have a safe trip and have a lot of fun. Because Lord knows we need that nowadays. Yeah, no doubt. So it'll be cool. It will be cool. Yep. So, uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Um, it's, I, I, I wasn't sure what the hell we were going to talk about. And then stuff started dropping. There's, we've had multiple bits of news this week that of course we are going to go over, but we, we gotta, we gotta do this first. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? The answer to that question is not Jack Squat. I literally don't think I've done anything. You However, didn't do territory battle? You didn't do GAC? That's the uh yeah, I did GAC, but whatever. I care more about the territory <laughs> battle, which is the really only thing I have to talk about cuz we were at 49 out of 50. Uh we are 282 million galactic power guild and uh so we set out with this territory about our goal was 18 stars we've hit 17 before um we wanted to beat that you know that was our mission um we, we've been really close to getting that third star in that first fleet territory so we're like we got we got chance we there. far off there what we, we were, were like Six million, I think. Yeah, I was like um, six to eight million somewhere in there. So, so we're close there. A couple combat missions and being fifty out of fifty, I think will be good. But we didn't just get eighteen stars, no, sir, no. <laughs> we got nineteen stars. Um, we we actually kind of kind of that's without ass. the fleet third star. That is without that fleet third star. That is correct. Um, do you happen to have a? the the map the territory battle map uh available I to don't, you can... but i think i can get it okay i i think i put it in our screenshots our officer screenshots for territory battle in yeah Discord. that's where i was thinking i could get it <laughs> um so basically what our strategy was was uh we did the south and the north um was there a was there a glitch? I heard something. Are you still there? I closed the Discord call. So oh, that was it. <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> that's what it was. All right. I thought I thought we got disconnected. Anyway, all right. So, um, you know, in phase one of the territory battle, we maxed out right. ships. The map and, is up. All right, cool. So we maxed out that, and we maxed out the south. 
So we got three stars south, we got two stars north. Phase two of the thing, uh, you know, after we got our three stars in the south, we carried over into the middle and started working there to progress towards two stars. So we basically let people do the, the Padme special mission, either in phase one or phase two. You can sort it out however you like. Then on phase two, we got two stars in the fleet territory and we got two stars in the middle territory. And our original plan and what we'd been doing was we get two stars there. We get close to one star in the South Territory. That way we could knock it out to two stars and get close to one star in the Middle Territory. However, um, when we kind of started getting there, uh, I decided to change things up a little bit. And what we did was we went ahead and got that star in the South Territory on phase two that way it opened up the territory where the cam mission is because it actually has really low gp requirements return on investment that is the best territory in this territory battle it has like i said really good roi if you can get there and get some deployments in, you can get maybe an extra star so we decided to try that um phase three of the territory battle the only thing we were doing was setting up for phase four. We got zero stars in phase three. We got our fleet mission as close as we could. We got the, the middle territory as close as we could and south territory as close as we could. We also focused. I think they were all within like 5,000. Yeah, they, I mean, we were all right there. Like we were very strategic to get as close as possible because every little bit matters. Yep. And uh, we also focused on getting our cam shards that day. There were there was one person, I think, that got it in phase four. But for the most part, phase three was where we we're focusing on cam shards. So then at phase four, it was like we pl- platoons were done. You had all your characters. The entire goal was to just knock out combat missions. We wanted to absolutely crush the combat missions, which we did a pretty damn good job of if you know i i I was really really happy with how we did um so we were actually able to go ahead and finish off get the three stars in the middle which is what we were expecting we were expecting to get that get all of our combat missions done deploy to three stars then full deploy south because the first star in the south territory is at 110 and then the second star is at 165 so you only need to you only need 55 million galactic power there to be dumped in order to get that next star which is that's pretty cheap to get next star but even after that i think it goes to 210 so it's not that much more to get that third star and we actually had enough galactic power along with the combat missions that we were able to beat that there were enough people still out their deployment to knock that thing completely out And we still had a number of people that didn't even deploy. Um, It was pretty awesome. We were really happy with that. I think the the combat missions were obviously pretty big in the middle because that's where you have a really good chance to knock some of those out and, you know, get a bunch of points. Um, So that was how we ended up. Uh, getting 19 um most skills i've seen are going for the two stars in that one south territory but uh if you can open up that cam mission area a little bit earlier i think that's probably the best way to go yeah it worked out really well it also it also kind of made 
inadvertently a very easy or kind of like a breathe day on that third day. Because yeah. it's not so you're not going for any stars on the third day. Yeah. You're just kind of doing your thing until you're close to that first star. So well, and know. the other the other big thing I want to point out there on that third day was you kind of get to practice because you're only I think you're only trying to get 200 total million GP and we're 280 guild. So we have like 160 ish roughly of deployment. So we didn't need to beat that many combat missions. Uh, We needed to do mediocre in the combat missions to be set up where we need to be. So that actually allowed for a lot of testing and just kind of going through seeing how you can mix up your teams and make them work in these combat missions. Cause it's prefix. It's, there's a any light side one there's a galactic republic one there's the general anakin skywalker and ahsoka one and then there are i think it's twenty one thousand plus galactic powered jedi so between those four squads you can kind of figure out what you need and you know go knock it out um uh so yeah we were uh, that was super awesome. But one, a couple things that we're actually going to change up next time for sure. One thing that we are definitely going to change next time is in the fleet territory. In the fleet territory, we're going to go ahead and just get two stars. Um, two stars, that way we open up the last territory. And the reason for that is we will get the same number of stars. It doesn't cost us a star, but it gives us one more special mission to attempt. Which could result in more, uh, you, you know, a little bit more currency there. Plus, it gets us to the platoon. So, we can start strategizing, filling out those platoons. So, we can work on progressing a little bit further. And uh, maybe getting into that middle third territory uh, to kind of, um, you know, to start just trying to progress, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Words. <laughs> Um, so we have a good shot. We, we have a good shot at 20 next time by getting, uh, you know, three stars in that front territory, but, uh, we're going to focus on some special missions and see what happens. So, uh, we can, uh, actually posted that in our discord discord is, I think it's discord.com now discord.com slash shattered order. You can, uh, go join there and we have a territory battle channel set up. And you can go see our map if you are listening, uh, you know, on iTunes or whatever. Check the show notes. We'll have all the links there. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's actually... It's actually... According to Discord.gg, our invites expired. So I got to re... Oh. I need to refresh that, but it is still Discord.gg. It's discord.com. Discord.gg. Okay, okay. Discord.gg. I'm going to go update oh, that no. Uh, link. No, discord.me does still work. Never mind. It is discord.me. Sorry, I meant discord.me, not .gg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just clicked on it. Seems to work. If you guys have an issue with that, let us know. Um, yeah, I, was, anyway. I didn't think it had ever changed, but. Somebody said that there was an issue. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to talk about other than a decision I am trying to make. Um, you may be aware of my love for Ewoks and territory 
or sorry, in Grand Arena because they're kind of good. I like me some Wicket. Should I do it? What gear thirteen Wicket? Yes. Should I, mean, I do with, it? We're gonna talk about this here in us after I get done with my week with uh, t- assault battles, but that might be pretty helpful. Hmm. I've been tempted to do it for a while. It boosts that crit chance, boosts that damage, makes them a little bit faster. Oof. I like Ewoks, mm. so you know what I'll say. Tempting. All right, so what about you, sir? What did you do this week? All right, so if you caught the pre-podcast, I was showing off the Galactic Legends event because I'm in the middle of it. Um, now, let's see, in one week, I'm 95 out of 330 shards. So, I just unlocked the event uh, right before the podcast. I didn't have any tickets last week to do anything with it, but I've been working on tickets all week, farming um, stun guns. Got a pretty good amount now. That's awesome. But I've been farming stun guns for tickets, and so I'm now 95 out of 330 on the Supreme Leader Kylo Ren unlock. That's only doing 50... uh, 50 crystal refreshes on energy a day. So it's not like I'm going ham on crystal refreshes. If I did, I'd probably be broke. much better off at this point. Broke oh. is uh, the word that most aptly uh, describes the situation. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been doing just the 50 refreshes, and I'm at uh, 95 out of 330. So shouldn't be too much longer, maybe a week or two. So... See what happens. Maybe I'll throw in some extra hundreds in there. I like but, it. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I shared this. I shared this on the uh, on the pre-show. But one of the things that annoys me about the event is just how annoying it is to get to. I think it should be right there on the front page once you it's unlock it. Pretty dumb. But you have to go through like three different pages to finally go to the event page to do the event. It's kind of dumb how hidden the event is after you unlock it, but it's incredibly dumb. It's a very, very small complaint, but it is a complaint. Nonetheless, it's just, if I'm going to have to stare at that a hundred dollar pack forever, it would make sense to throw that event out there on the uh, main page forever until I finish it. So yeah, that is one critique I would make to them on the event so far. Um, another one, I feel like, I feel like the ticket thing is dumb. I think the event should have been a, like most events where you unlock it and there's a bunch of tiers to it. Each tier is a little hard and maybe you can leave tickets in, but I think it should be one time per tier, not this eight and four and four and four. And then, so many freaking times for the ultimate or whatever it should have been if you're going to use the tickets it should have been a one-time unlocked finish that tier get all the shards for that tier go to the next one and unlock it because playing it over and over is it's it's okay it's not a big deal but it just it it's more fun to progress through an event by not continuing to do the same level of it for a week to unlock the next level so I think yeah. it should have just been, uh, if you're going to use tickets, 
Get all the tickets to unlock the first tier. Do that tier. Be done with it. So Get all the tiers for the next tier. Do that tier. Be done with it. I want to explain why I tickets. I want to explain why I don't completely hate tickets. So, what would you prefer? Would you prefer this ticket system and the event be available anytime, all the time, or be like the Jedi Knight Luke event where they're is no ticket requirements but like i'm just sitting here with the requirements matt just waiting well the difference there is jedi knight luke event doesn't have eight attempts on tier one before you move on to tier two so like i said i'm okay with the ticket thing but i think you i don't think you should do have to do it eight times i think you should unlock it build up the tickets for that tier do the tier and be done with it. I don't think you should have to do it eight times. That's what I'm saying. Would you, well, would you prefer it to be more expensive to do each time and do it less times or? So you're doing four, you're, you have to do it four times for tier two. You're getting a hundred shards. Just charge me a hundred tickets and I'll do it once. Okay. All right. So, so, and so you're, but if so you're the, fine with the you're you're actually fine with the price per shard. You just don't like the fact that you have to do it so many times. Yeah, it's kind of pointless. I don't understand why you have to do it so many times. Now, the only problem with yeah, that part okay. that we're talking about is if it was that expensive and then you failed it, and you had to build it all up again, then there this is where the problems are. I haven't been, gotten to that problem yet, but right for it to and be cheaper to do it and more. yeah, so. At the at the point where you're failing it and now you're losing a hundred tickets instead of just twenty five tickets, then I get, I guess that tune would change, but I yeah. haven't been there. So, right now, that's how I feel about it. But we'll see how uh, we'll see how things go. I mean, it's not. I'm gonna be completely honest. It doesn't bother me too much either way. Yeah. It's just I think that with most events to unlock a character, it's. It's a one-time thing and you're done. I don't understand why this one is eight of one, four of another, this or that. I don't know. So, just weird. Fair enough. But that's pretty much the biggest thing I've done this week uh, beyond GAC and, you know, territory battles. So, just keeping on the normal grind and uh, working on... I'll tell you what. I almost missed the... uh, Chupio event marquee. Oh, oh. <laughs> man. I'm Dude, glad you mentioned that. I wanted to mention I finished I finished the Chupio marquee with four minutes to spare. Whew. I was like, oh crap, I forgot to do the marquee. And I logged into the game and it's like, you have 11 minutes. And I was like, oh, thank God. So uh, I got Chupio with four minutes to spare. That's okay. I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing Mon Mothma the minute it comes out. So I'm not in like San Diego or something when it starts or when it ends. Alright, so here's the deal. Um I I did a battle. Um you know what? I'm going to see if I can send this to you in Discord and you can bring it up. because uh, it was actually kind of funny. Just I don't, it's a video or what? It's a video, yes. Um all right. Should I, be I, fine. I think. I don't know if it'll let me. 
It's it's not because file size and all that BS. Anyway, no, um, okay. I should have just sent it to you before. I, I totally forgot. So I fought a team in Grand Arena that was uh, Relic 3 Rolo, Rebel Officer Leo Organa, a like Gear 7 Chupio, mm-hmm. and a Gear 12 Scarf Rebel Pathfinder. I'm like, weak rebels? Wampa. Weak, weak rebels, Wampa, Wampa. Of course, I'm gonna, gonna solo them. Let me tell you. I say I feel like this did not go the way he wanted it to. There was a massive pucker effect on this thing because it did <laughs> not go as I expected. Not even close. I did end up winning. Okay. I did. Thank goodness. But. That bastard Chupio actually hits kind of hard, and (laughs) even at three-star gear seven or whatever crap it is, um, actually hit kind of hard, and the bastard kept coming back. That was the problem. (laughs) I killed the thing like five times, and it just kept coming back. I mean, Wampa smashed, but it took a little while. Had that Scarecrow Pathfinder been gear 13, I don't think I would have won. Um, I really don't. <laughs> I'm considering setting that team next time on defense because it is, it is, it was a surprise. Who was the leader again? Uh, Rolo. Rolo, okay. That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, so, and yeah, th- by the way, that was after the Scarecrow Pathfinder nerf too. So, um, it it was bonkers, man. Can uh, imagine it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, well, a turn meter game, crazy. Uh, but yeah, so you guys watch out. That might actually be a decent team you can do in three v three. Pathfinder with Chupio plus some Rebel leader, just pick something. Uh, might. Might catch someone off guard. Might also be easy, but it is a bit of a surprise because. See, I'm kind of curious why they picked Rolo and not uh, Jin for the revives. Uh, probably because Rolo was at least decently geared. No, oh, true. Um, and she does kind of favor critical hits, which I think Chupio probably likes. So uh, I think there is some decent synergy there to some degree. Um, Let's see. Well, what is the... Let's see. Yeah, it's... I got swugga.gg up. Let's see what the Rolo leader does. Rolo's leader ability. Rebel allies have 20% tenacity and 20% crit chance. Whenever a rebel ally takes damage from an Empire enemy, they have a 50% chance to gain foresight for two turns. The first time each turn a rebel ally resists a detrimental effect or suffers a debuff, they gain 30% turn. Doesn't nothing in there just seems Yeah, the turn meter exciting. gain. Um Yeah. With the debuffs, of course you have days. I don't know. I mean, um, I guess the uh the uh, all the dots were probably giving them a lot of turn meter. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that, yeah. Well, that was a surprise. It was a surprise, let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, uh, be be careful if you see one of those teams. It's actually a pretty good way to maybe save, a, you know, an extra good team for offense. Um, nice. Yeah. That works. All right. 
we will uh, update. move along. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. All right, that update, dude. Man, so last week I was just talking about how I'm going to farm Mandalorian. I ain't going to worry about Grief Karga. I'm just going to keep going with the Mandalorian because that's my goal. And my house. Surprise, mother. And just exactly. <laughs> Good Lord. I, so they put the Rebel Y-Wing on Grief Karga's node. Grief Karga's node has now taken priority over the Mandalorian. This is insane. Um, I love this ship. It is amazing. I have really good rebels. Like, Bisson's Ewing is relic for me. My Millennium Falcon, relic. I, like, what do you expect a man to do? I got to go all in on this thing. Yeah. The fact that uh, I'm, I'm amazed that Grief Karga gets put on a node within two weeks, and then within two weeks... Another ship winds up on the same exact node. I mean, this is Django Houndstooth esque value. Um, I mean, if there's a hard node, you're if you haven't finished Django and Houndstooth, if you're a newer player or whatever, and just haven't finished it, that is a node you absolutely need to be farming. It's fabulous. Grief and the Y Wing node are now on that same level. Um, It's yeah, it's great. I just anytime you get I'm two for surprised. the price of one, do it. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I, actually, I'm insanely pumped about this. This is like the best news that um, we've had in this game in a while. So you know, it's funny is I didn't even realize it until I was looking at the show notes, and I had to go double check, and I'm like, wow, that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. So, <laughs> it is crazy. Um, I don't mind though. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to. I, I, as much as I love that, that was only my second favorite thing about this update. Um, new challenge one? tier on the assault battles. What? This quick, new challenge tiers. Good lord! I just. I'm wondering how what the first one's going to be, and if that's happening immediately let's look at the event yeah, page here t- tomorrow you've got the, the places of power starts in four days rebel roundup starts tomorrow when you're listening to well, this yeah, it will two have hours already and, passed let's say two hours and 50 minutes rebel roundup yeah well, i'm looking at the rewards page though i'm not so, seeing anything different well it's probably because they're regurgitating the other rewards. I mean, you're the, if they mix tier one and tier two, then that's probably the smartest way to go because I yep. still think tier one rewards are better than tier two. So if you make tier three require a clear on tier one and two to get to tier three to combine both those rewards, that's going to be huge. So. Uh, According this is, to Sig Sig, the rewards for Tier 3 are similar to Tier 2. Guess I'm not worried about finishing that then. Unless they add the those gear pieces into Tier 3. Why? I'm not as worried about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see if I can message Sig Sig and see if he knows exactly what they are. That's nuts. That's... Uh, 
got to have incentive, man. And right now, I don't have incentive. To, I don't have incentive to play for 30 minutes to clear for relic material. That small of yeah. amount of relic materials. Uh, yeah, I mean, secondhand info. We'll, yeah, that it's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll 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 see how it is. Um, I I'm I'm pretty excited. Some of these some of these challenge tier twos are not too bad. I'm able to beat the rebel roundup one with my bounty horse, so we'll see how this is. Um, I, I may take a video of it and just throw it on the YouTube channel, so you might be able to go and see that. See if I'm able to beat that tomorrow or not. Um, man, I, uh, I'm disappointed we're not streaming on Friday, so I could attempt this then, but, uh, I I can, well, you got that, Um, you got your, uh, you got your stream set up now. That, that is, that is true, but we are, um, the Sultry Female found a piano on Facebook Marketplace that is getting, um, delivered tomorrow, so, yeah, (laughs) so. So that is going to be interrupting my night. Or I would try streaming it. But um, So I, I'm very antsy to see uh, what what the exact rewards are and see how difficult it is. Because some of these Challenge Tier 2s are a bitch. I mean, mm, yeah. the Sister one? Piss on it. I don't even try it. Um, I'm curious <laughs> to see how Challenge Tier 3 goes. I'm, I'm concerned. The, the Bounty Hunter one, I can beat. But I... I don't have much problem with it, really, but I do have to be very strategic. I can't make too many mistakes, and my buyers are not, they're awfully good. I do suspect the Mandalorian is going to make Challenge Tier 3 of Rebel Roundup quite a bit easier. So if you've got him maxed, I think you'll be in a pretty good spot. Um,. But some of the other ones, like the Places of Power, which. Uh, is the Jedi one. That one I, I could see being really difficult. Um, I'm curious to see what they do to the um, the Force Moon event because that's one that you can kind of, I don't want to say cheat your way through, but do it with much finesse. less than I... Yeah, finesse. finesse. Um, finesse do it with much it. less than they really intend for you to. So... I, I'm curious to see if these are kind of a way to eliminate using some of those cheap teams to kind of get through that. Uh, time will tell. We will know of next, you know, couple weeks. We'll kind of see how they do. And I'll, I'll do a breakdown on all these on our YouTube channel. Um, kind of let you know what I've figured out, uh, how much more difficult they are. Um, yeah, you got plenty of videos about tier two and tier one yes. that we've done recently. Now we're gonna have to figure out how these strategies fit into uh I'll three. be curious to see if they do something like the cuz the one where you get to use uh Sith it's get Emperor Palpatine lead and hit auto so I'm curious to see if maybe they do something to mitigate that turn meter gain because once that team gets going you can't stop it um and I, I suspect some of these are still going to be really difficult and probably you know, maybe reduce the amount of error that you have in beating some of these. I don't know. Um, I think the biggest thing that this hints towards, and this has been my theory for a while, 
I think challenge tier three rewards eventually will have slicing material for mods to where we can go from uh, 6E to 6A. And then I also kind of think that uh, that will be part of the reward structure with Galactic Challenges. So that would actually make a lot of sense if we're getting Galactic Challenges here pretty soon. Make Salt Battles a little bit more difficult to where it kind of requires better mods to beat it. Um, we shall see. Yeah, what do you I'm think? trying to I'm trying to decide whether it's going to be like a remod situation or a just a complete another gear check. It's a good question. So we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. All right, what else is on here? All right, so they've made a change that now Vader is immune to stun while he has Merciless. So. I don't know who was counter-stunning him that was causing this issue, but now they won't be doing that. Cool. Can you think of anyone that was doing that? Who would have counter-stunned? Han, maybe? I don't think he No, he can't on stun basic. on basic, so... I don't know who would have, would have been causing this issue, because obviously someone That's was That's a really doing good it. question. Um, R2-D2, maybe? R2-D2 could be under CLS... Yeah, that's about the only one that I can think of. Yeah, weird. Well, now it won't or, happen. Or could be um, Forsuero says uh, he got kind of stunned by Ayla. That's a good one. Dooku, that's another good one. Thanks, Ordell Robbie. Um, there was, uh, like you said, R2, but it could also work under RJT also. Uh, with BB-8, a BB-8 counter call in and R2 assist, get a stun. Um, so, so there are a few ways in there where where that could certainly happen. Um, that would have been annoying. Yeah, that's bad luck. <laughs> glad I glad I didn't know who was doing it. Yeah, before no kidding. this happened. Um, and the other thing was they uh, Scarif Rebel. Pathfinder. They nerfed that basic, man. They nerfed it hard. Got rid of that turn meter gain because they tested it and it would create an infinite loop with Mon Mothma, who we're going to talk about here shortly. So they got rid of that and gave it like some accuracy up and some offense up. Yeah, so I got them up on the screen right now. Their old one was deal physical damage to target enemy with a 70% chance to gain offense up for two turns. All other allies gain 15% turn meter. The new one is kind of lame. Deal physical damage to target enemy and gain offense up for two turns. And then grant accuracy up for two turns to random ally who doesn't have it. Accuracy up. Fabulous. Almost as bad as defense down. Hey, defense down is actually pretty good these days. <laughs> Yeah, for Just sure. No one, no one good does it. <laughs> so, uh, McMull brings up a good point. Uh, it does allow him to get more buffs out, so he can keep reviving. That is that is certainly true. Um, yeah, true. Does he give it to himself? No, it just gives it to an ally. He has to well, have the buff on himself, right? But but he is an ally to himself also, so 
Uh, it doesn't say another ally. It says random ally. So it could be him. Um, he say also, he also... Okay, it's a 100%. Uh, Zara McMull say that it's a 100% chance. Um, yeah, okay, cool. true. Okay. That makes sense. I was going to say, he yeah. always gave himself off and stuff, but now it's up uh, to 100 instead of a 70% chance. That makes sense. So we weren't even gotcha. talking about actors. Okay. Yep, we were talking about that makes sense. the... Hundred percent chance for the offense up on himself. Hell yeah, offense up, great buff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, not, no. not too shabby. Um, oh, and something else is this will actually have an effect on the rebel roundup tomorrow. So it's kind of interesting they tied all of this in because the next assault battle that we have, you know, has a ton of rebel pathfinders. They give a lot of turn meter and can be very annoying. So I'll be curious to see if this does actually make things a little bit easier there. Is he? Um, do they change the the non-playable I NPCs? I don't think that he should change at all. Uh, Unless they mention that in that update. I would. I, I thought he had the same kit in there as in the regular. Right, game. but it would take a special update for them to update the one in the event and would the it? one you play. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to update the one in the event or not. I I don't know these sort of things, so. Yeah, so we'll see. Who knows? I mean, it would be better if he just gave accuracy up to everyone instead of turn meter. Yeah, well, that's fair. So. Um, All right. Well, I say that uh, it is time that that we move along to... Um... Hmm, I'm trying to... Here, here we go. What you hey, doing? boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> All right. So uh, the big tip of the week is how to use Mon Mothma. Man. Yeah, so... um. Before we get into Mon Mothma's kit, I want to talk about something. We're going to talk about this during this and after this because if you are a long-time listener, and by long-time I mean you've listened to almost every episode. Uh, Way back, way back in episode Way back. Episode three? Three. Good Lord. Me and you made, made up our own kits for characters. And that's uh, true. We put those kits out in the podcast, and uh, we, we had some pretty good predictions given the state of the game at the time. Like some of the stuff's pretty good, actually. Yeah. So look at look at the characters that we picked back then that weren't in the game. With the introduction of Mon Mothma, every single character we thought should be in the game is now in the game. And so you, we each did two. You did Mon Mothma and General Kenobi. I did Jedi. Uh, Jedi Luke and BB-8. We each had one that's that came into the game a long time ago, and we each had one that came into the game in like the past month. So that's that's pretty right? crazy. Um, Isn't that weird? I am convinced that they read our made up kits and stole some stuff from them. Um, well to. done, Capital Games. Yes. Uh, if you need any I more can... help consulting. I have fees, yeah. but we can work on what those are. So 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, I can send you my P.O. Box number and you can get my royalty check in the mail. Uh, feel free to do that. I would appreciate it. Um, Does this so, make you officially old? Uh, even without the podcast, I'm old. But with a podcast that's, that's four years old, I'd say, yes, that also makes me feel old. To think yeah, that I've been doing this for that long. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm going to read you the kit that I made up in episode three for Mon Mothma. And then we're going to go over her real kit so that that we can compare what I came up with almost four years ago to what we ended up getting. Now, you got to think back then, we could never have guessed the power creep and the density. uh, That's the word I'll use for how thick these wording on these kits would become. So The, the game had been out six or seven months when we did this yeah somewhere around there it was right before mods like our in our first five episodes i think we started going over the mod reveal episode or uh um posts so it's it's been a minute now i'm gonna put this on the screen so y'all can read along but mon mothma here's what i had way back when basic battle orders Call another character to assist. Assisting character gains speed up for one turn. By the way, back then, I would have added select a character to assist, but that did not exist in the game back then. So this basic was basically just hit this button and somebody's going to assist you and gain speed up. Well, and at this point, there were no characters in this game that had basic abilities that didn't attack. Yes. I mean, this was, it was an way idea later that I whenever had. we got Hermit Yoda, who was the first one to do that. Also a very good point. This was this was the first time I had ever mentioned or thought about a character that didn't actually attack with her basic. So yep. the idea here was uh, she's a leader. She's having everyone else do the fighting while she plans out the battle. So that's the basic special single out. Mark target with tenacity down and exposed for one turn. Also not an attack, but would help to uh, power up the people attacking around her. Mm-hmm. When I read this the other day, I couldn't remember. Was tenacity down around when we did this? Was uh, Dingar must be- have been out at this point. I believe there was tenacity down, but it was not rampant. I, I mean, think it was it just was- Dingar at that point. I think he might have been the only guy. Man, he was one of the few. There were not many. Because I remember when the Rancor raid first came out, that was the big thing. You had to get Tenacity down. Uh, I think Poe did it, too. Because I remember I was a big fan of using Poe, and I think that was one of the reasons why. But, yeah, there, it was a short list. Very short list. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason I put that in there. Uh, leader. Inspire. Add another random character's leader ability to entire team for two turns. So basically, the, her leader ability was a ability, not a special. Or not a leader in the sense of leader abilities we right. had in the game at this point. It More like been, a unique. It would have been, it would have been like the, the special button in TB. This would have been up there. And every time she used it, she would have one of the characters on the team that had a leader ability. That leader ability would have been implemented. Uh, unique for the rebellion. Whenever a rebel character is dodged, call in an assist dealing forty percent less damage. Uh, I don't 
this might give you a clue as to the time frame of when we came up with these kits because when we came up with this, <laughs> the Dodge meta was running rampant. So, oh yeah, that was yeah, it was crazy, and it was just getting worse. I think at that point, yeah, the idea bad, was that bad days. The idea man, here was to not be completely uh, decimated when one of your characters got dodged. You actually had yes. another chance to uh, yep. deal some damage. So. That was the kit that we had in episode three. Now let's go to why don't you the go, kit we do have. Yeah, let's. Get, you why don't you go off on the kit that we actually got? All right, the kit that we actually got, of course, is Mon Mothra, who is light side. She is a support character and she is a rebel. She's described as a rebel leader who supports and rallies her allies. Very interesting. Uh, her basic ability is Advocate for Peace. Dispel all debuffs on the weakest rebel ally. Rebel allies recover 6% health and protection. Not too shabby. So I'd like to point out something here. Okay. Her basic does not attack. That is correct. So she I cannot got, do damage. Maybe I didn't get what the basic was right. But... I did get the uh, the base of the basic. Uh, right. I do wonder if there's an assist here. Because if you look at the animation, as soon as she does that, Cherit comes in to assist. Is there another reason why Cherit would come in to assist? There is. It's part of her unique. So. Oh, okay. It's not specifically built into the basic uh, like my kit. But he, she does call it thinking, an assist. Good thinking. Okay. Uh, her first special is called Restore Our Republic. Cooldown of five. Final text. Revive a random rebel fighter. That is a new faction ally with 40% health and protection. All rebel allies have their current health percentages equalized. Then rally Mon Mothma and all rebel fighter allies. Rallied characters act based on their role. Tanks taunt and gain critical hit immunity for two turns. Attackers assist. Healers and supports restore 15% health and protection to all allies. So this is basically the same rally that, is it uh, Resistance Hero, is it Finn or Poe that does it? One of them. Have, I know it's one of them. haven't really used them enough to uh, know their kits very well. They're still one in of the Resistance one for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Time for the second special, which is field promotion. Cooldown of five. Things are about to get very complicated. Final text. Summon a rebel trooper. If a rebel trooper is already present, they are promoted to a rebel officer. If they were already a rebel officer, they are promoted to a rebel commander. If they were already a rebel commander, dispel all debuffs on them. They recover 25% health and protection and reduce cooldowns of Mon Mothma and all rebel fighter allies by one. This ability can only be used if all allies are rebel at the start of battle. Interesting. This I, I gotta a... think that the, the indicator for this is gonna be similar to uh, L337 where you've got the buff above her head that has the number for how many times she's used her ability to upgrade herself. Yes. So like a blue icon. So it's just a blue icon with the number inside right. of it saying, okay, he's this is just the rebel trooper. Two to say rebel officer. Three for rebel commander. 
Because I don't think the appearance of the character is going to change at all. Um, never know. Uh, all right. So her leader ability does have a Zeta. It is called Alliance Chancellor. Final text. At the start of battle, if Mon Mothma is in the leader slot, she and all rebel fighter allies gain 8% of their combined max health, max protection, offense, defense, potency, and tenacity. Mon Mothma and rebel fighter allies have a 100% chance to assist each other whenever they use an ability during their turn, dealing 90% less damage. Limit once per... Once per turn per ally. If that ability dealt no damage, the damage penalty is reduced to 45% less damage, and that ally dispels all debuffs on the healthiest rebel ally. What what does it even mean? If the ability dealt oh. no oh, okay, so like basically that that makes her basic assist call much more potent. Because her basic will not do damage, which means whoever she's calling in to assist will do uh, only be reduced by 45% instead of 90%. Correct. And there will also be a, uh, a you know, buff dispel. But also, do not forget, um, so if that ability deals no damage, that would also include if somebody does an ability in which there's a character with foresight and it misses or someone has damage immunity. So there are still, it's not just her that would kind of be categorized in that. Um, but that was the, the first one I thought of, but that makes total sense. The other, uh, I don't know, never mind, sorry. The uh, 90% less damage, um, kind of interesting because basic abilities that kind of actually matters what they do, um, you know. And that's kind of what we're talking about with the Scarecrow Pathfinder is you're, you're going to want to pay more attention to what that basically actually does because it can be kind of important in a situation like this. Um, There's a lot to think so. about with this this leader ability and the characters you're using because you got to think about what they're going to be doing when they're rallied. If you have a group of all all tanks or you have a group, you want to, probably going to want to a pretty uh I don't know what's the word diversified team here where you got a good bit of each of them. What is she listed as? Support? Yes. Okay, so she's going to heal uh so, on a rally. One thing that I think's crazy about this is the the sharing you know, basically pulling all the stats and then everyone getting an additional 8% of that. That is pretty freaking crazy. Um, it's giving That's you a lot of options two characters in two weeks that are doing this. Now imagine her with Chupio on the squad and the amount of stats you're getting. And even if you threw an R2-D2 in there as well. That's a lot of stat sharing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a and they're all rebels. ton of stat sharing. So, wait. And they're all rebels. Is, is Chupio, Chupio a rebel? A rebel I don't. He's a rebel. I don't know if it's a rebel fighter though. True. Um, rebel fighter allies are the ones that 
do share their health. So we'll look at the developer um, insights here in a second. I think they has a list of all the people getting the Rebel Fighter tag. Right. But uh, Chupia would still work because it shares leader abilities stuff. So th there would still be some synergy there. Um, all right, let's move on. Move along to Unique One that has a Zeta ability. This is our Rebellion. Final attacks. Mon Mothma has plus 50 speed. Mon Mothma can be targeted and is immune to taunt effects. There, if there are no allied combatants at the start of a turn, Mon Mothma escapes from battle. Pretty simple. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Darth Revan. You will not be uh, fearing the entire team. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. The fact that she can't be targeted at all means that Han can't stun her. Um, like you said, that situation. She can't be force taunted. Like She can't be force taunted. Yeah. I mean, you're not really going to be able to kill her. You're going to have to kill everyone else first. So that's, that's pretty cool. I like it. Yep. Makes sense. I mean, it's kind of... At least there are ways to dispel off of Hoda and 3PO when they go uh, stealth, but with her, she doesn't need stealth. She just is literally shrouded in this Hangs veil out. in the back mm -hmm. where no one can hit her. Yep. AoEs can um, hit her, obviously, but you cannot target her specifically. Good luck killing her with an AoE. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um... All right, so unique to Rebel Trooper. Final text. Light side attacker, Rebel, Rebel fighter. Basic ability, Rebel Bravado. Dispel all buffs on target enemy and deal physical damage. If this unit has been promoted to officer or commander, inflict days for one turn. Special, Rebel Morale with a four-turn cooldown. Rebel allies gain defense penetration up for two turns. If this unit has been promoted to commander, rally all rebel fighter allies. So this would add being a commander would have a second way to rally. Uh, this ability can only be used if rebel troopers been promoted to officer or commander. So you have to get promoted to even have a chance to use a special ability. First unique, rebellion tactics. Mon Mothma and rebel fighter have... Plus 15% critical damage and plus 30% tenacity. Um, if this unit has been promoted to commander, these bonuses are tripled. Hello, 45% crit damage and 90% tenacity. Um, okay, here's, here's the interesting thing. Um, this character gives specifically rebel fighters... And Mon Mothma, it explicitly states Mon Mothma gets critical damage. Well, that'll be good in the TB. Use her like 3PO. Exactly. <laughs> exactly where I was going. Um, if you're unfamiliar, 3PO can, of course, use his stacks of courage. And that will be a similar situation here where she can actually do damage by using the, uh, the special ability in the territory battle. So... This is a super cool kit. I am absolutely loving it. Um, there is one more ability, and that is the second unique for this character, Summoned. Uh, this unit's stats scale with the summoner stats. This unit can only be summoned to the ally slot if it's available. 
This unit cannot be summoned in raids. This unit cannot be revived. If an effect counts defeated units, units, this unit doesn't count. When there are no other allied combatants, this unit escapes from battle. A unit cannot be revived if this summoned unit exists in their slot. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, not sh too shabby at all. She looks awesome. She does. I am stoked. Um, the first thing I thought of when I saw her kit is I'm. They were building a imperial trooper type group inside of rebels. With yeah, her as the leader, you're gonna need her as the leader for that. Yeah, which there are so many rebels. Having another niche way to pull some of those rebels into another team is pretty smart, I think. Yeah, I don't mind it. As long as they don't get rid of the regular rebel tag, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you got Empire. All the Imperial troopers that have that tag 100%. are also Empire, so it makes sense. Yep, yep, so yep. where's yep, this yep. list of people getting this? All right, so here's the rebel fighter tag people. There's a couple on here that make no sense to me. I'll tell you who they are here in a second. But you got Baze Malbus, Biggs Darklighter, Biston, Bodie Rook, Kara Dune, Cassian, Chirrut Imwe, Hoth Rebel Scout, Hoth Rebel Soldier, Jen Urso, K2SO, Lando, Pow, I know McMull loves that one, Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, and Wedge Antilles. So. I'm digging me some Hoth Scout, man. Dude, I'm telling you, Hoth Rebel Scout, now I have a reason to uh, gear him like I've been wanting to for the past month and a half. My boy! Because he's going to be awesome under her. Hell yeah, he is. He's like the perfect candidate for that team. Absolutely. He's going to be surprising. Uh, people are people are going to dig it. And, Do not uh, sleep on Hoth Rebel Scout. Despite how old the character is, that kit is sneaky good. And now he's got a Rebel Fighter tag to go with a brand new leader that's going to make him that much more awesome. So, Yep, I agree. I'm digging it. I can't wait. The one, two that don't make sense to me is most of these seem like ground forces. And then they throw in Wedge and Biggs in there. Who are fighter pilots. Have never fought on the ground. They don't seem to fit into this group. But it does They're say fighters, rebel fighter. Though. But it, I, I'm with Joker. Lando's the one that kind of sticks out and doesn't make a ton of sense, I think. Yeah. I guess he kind of is in the last movie, but he's sure as hell not in Empire. Yeah. Um, as the guy that's just... So, I don't know. I do if you're going to add... Okay, here's another one. If you're going to add Lando, why isn't Lobot a rebel fighter? That's fair. Yeah, because I'm looking through this and... Yeah. Um, the only other one I can think of that is Ahsoka. Fulcrum Ahsoka. Yeah, I heard somebody else mention her before. Um, good point. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk about these kits we came up in episode three. I, I, feel, like, I feel like going back this far in the past is a bit of a 
punishment. <laughs> Someone has been very bad. Bad at trivia. It's time for that naughty boy to get punished. I want you to just grab me and take me. Why did the young Gamorian guard not pursue a better career than pizza delivery? He could only get a job at the hut. Misa love boom boxes. And it makes my cloaka throb with arousal. <laughs> so that actually reminds me of something I have convinced the sultry female to do. Um, it's probably going to be a weekend project. We'll see if I get done this weekend. But um, I have a surprise for you all. Th- this is your first time hearing about this, it too. Is. Uh, I we have can, no we idea can talk what's about going this on after here. the show. <laughs> Um, I, I have an idea. Um, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be at least halfway funny. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how it turns out, but, um, all right. So we want to talk about these kids. We came out from episode three of the shadow or podcast, 203 episodes ago. It has been a long ass time. Um, we already talked about your Mon Mothma kit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since that's the most recent character, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my Jedi Knight Luke kit, because he was the other character that came out here recently, and then we'll talk about our ones that are a little bit older. Sounds good to me. So, for Jedi Luke, I put basic ability, Jedi Knight Luke removes uh, turn meter equal to percentage of health missing from the enemy. Uh, that sounds... Even this old, that sounds OP. Uh, yeah, it, so- <laughs> it sounds not not too shabby. I think I think it would have been better if I would have said uh, equal to the percentage of health not missing, but that they actually have. That way, if they're full health, they lose a hundred percent turn meter. Um, I think that would have made more sense and obviously been way better. But mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, special ability, complete your training. Luke recruits the Midichlorians <laughs> to give to give allies offense up for two turns and 40% turn meter. I feel like that was a pretty good call because he does have a lot of stuff with turn meter and buffs. I, I'm going to give myself some credit on that one. I feel like you did that because of your love for... Uh, uh, oh, or, yeah, old bit at that time. With his taking turn meter from the entire other team. I was kind of obsessed with that get at that point. That's <laughs> totally true. Yeah. Um, uh, unique ability. When Jedi Knight Luke falls below 25% health, he causes enemy allies to attack the character who attacked Luke. So kind of a, a counterattack, but not from him. Correct. Like a uh, like a mind control thing was kind of what I had in mind there, um, and then the leader ability is the last Jedi. Um, I don't think the last Jedi hadn't come out yet, had it? No, no I don't think so. That's, that's a great name. Um, allies gain an additional twenty five percent offense and gain ten percent turn meter when attacking dark side enemies. So that's another one that's pretty good. Um, And honestly, like, there's a little bit in there that they actually kind of have in Jedi Knight Luke. So that's that's pretty cool, given that this was four years ago when the game was entirely different. Um, So 
for those keeping score, two out of two of our characters so far have had at least partial uh, connection to the actual character kids. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. Um, yeah. So, uh, so why don't you talk about so I've got General a, Kenobi? I've got a thinking that <clears throat> I haven't re- read this yet for the podcast. This will be the first time I've read it since we did it for General Kenobi. But I feel like this one probably has nothing to do with Kenobi's kit because I don't think anyone could have seen, foreseen what Kenobi's kit was when it came out. That's true. Um, so General Kenobi, basic saber slash deal physical damage with a 45% chance to land defense down for two turns. I think they put that on there because I hated defense down so much at that point. I figured that they would have given it to uh, General Kenobi. So there's that. Special force wave, deal physical damage to all enemies and remove 20% turn meter to enemies that are critically hit. That sounding like old Ben as well. I think that's uh, exactly why oh, I did yeah? that with that kit because of the fact of what old Ben's kit was, kind of pushing it forward to the younger version of himself. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have an AOE, so that didn't happen. Uh, leader ability, pushing forward. Jedi and clone allies gain 20% turn meter when a Jedi or clone ally scores a critical hit. And I think that's kind of like a Rex inverse. I think that's exactly why I made that uh, leader ability to be an inverse of Kit. Or not Kit, mm-hmm. an invert of Rex. So this next one's actually a really good call. All right. So unique, we have Perry. When General Kenobi resists a negative status effect, he immediately counters the attack with a 35% damage penalty. So. Obviously, he has a cleanse that can also give retribution. So you kind of have both of those things kind of tucked away in there. Uh, Not worded the same, obviously, but that's a pretty good call. Crazy. Literally crazy. And I think, doesn't his leader ability... uh, It does... I can't remember if it affects clones and uh, Jedi. It does. Yeah. So it, I, I was way off on what the clone and Jedi leader ability did, but I did get it right in the fact that it did affect clones and Jedi. Yeah. that that That's another good point I hadn't thought of. Nice. Interesting. Did I, I, would, pretty good I would still actually love to see this leader ability on somebody. That would be a really good one. Yeah, it would probably be too OP. <laughs> it would be wrecked. I, it would be, mean, literally be the new Rex. Yeah, because I mean, there's just well, when you have Arc Trooper and Echo, like you have assist being called, gaining twenty percent turn meter for each critical hit. Like it's just there's so many critical oh, hits. Yeah. Imagine Counters. putting putting the uh, turret this, out there with an Echo as well. It'd be nasty. Yeah. This would be a loop of some some sort. There would be a loop in there, probably. Yeah, so it probably um, could never happen. So the other character that I did was BB-8, um, who's obviously been in the game for quite a while now, but was not in the game at this point. Uh, basic ability was the lighter, which burns opponents, leaving a damage over time. 
Special Show the Way projects a taunting hologram for two turns with health equal to BB-8s. So I want to point out that at this point, we did not have characters that summoned. We did not have Brute Alpha. We did not have like Arc Trooper's Turret. We did not have Mon Mothma. So I, I feel like that was a pretty good call too. That would have been um, really interesting that early in the game too. If they had added yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. But it is something we talked about a lot on the podcast is how other games will allow you to call in characters. Yes. And then they finally did it. So. Yep. And then his unique ability has plus 20% evasion from dark side attacks and gains 5% or sorry, gains 5 speed for each resistance ally. And of course he ends up gaining turn meter percentage for droid allies and he does have some evasion in there so well i mean he not, does not too he shabby. talks too he doesn't project a uh a hologram of himself obviously but he does taunt well yeah but uh his special ability he shoots up a hologram when he gives the buffs to everyone true it's just interesting so. that you called a taunt with bb8 that's that's true. Yeah. Interesting development. Yeah. Yeah. Not not too shabby. So that that, that was uh that was some pretty fun theory crafting back then that I uh, honestly I think I think in general those probably turned out to be way more right than I would have ever expected. Uh kind of crazy. Especially with the fact that if you look at it the amount of words in our full kits on these characters from episode three is about one and a half actual abilities in the game now. <laughs> so that is yeah. pretty nuts. Yeah, that is certainly true. Crazy. Um, all right. So we have one more thing that, uh, that we want to talk about. And I think we're going to revisit some, uh, some galactic challenges. So, I don't, I don't really know what to play. Well, so McMull's here. Is... Why don't you give him, uh, give him what he wants to hear? Well, th- th- I've got a lot of options here for that. Give so... him the smash, smash that button. Uh, all right, he wants, he wants the. Sm- all right. I love smashing ass. Oh yeah. Go smash that ass. Big tip might make it hard to smash that ass. Smashing that ass. <laughs> Every time uh, we don't get to use that oh, one a bit much. I love it. But that one's oh. that one's good time. <laughs> that God, that episode was hysterical. I don't remember what episode that was, but oh, good lord, that was funny. That was a good time. Yeah, we need to get McMull back on here soon. I know he wants to talk about Pal, so uh, that's right. Yeah, the big Pal upgrade with Rebel Fighters here. Yeah, yeah, so we can do it. We, we may, can do it. We may work on that. All um, right, so, all right, so Galactic Challenge discussion. What what do you want to talk all right, about? So here? I had to redo the wording on this because I had it in the notes for about three or four weeks straight. Uh we just did not have time or want to get to it at the time. So originally this first question was have your thoughts on this mode changed over the past two weeks? Well, I've now changed the question. Have your thoughts on this mode changed over the past month? <laughs> now, interesting enough, I when we first got that road ahead, I thought that we would start hearing news about this mode 
after two weeks. So when this question originally was asked, I still thought we would have had news by now. We are a month out and have not heard a thing about this. I'm not terribly surprised. Since the road ahead. Not a single peep. So Yeah, I'm not surprised. Don't bother me. It's just interesting that nothing's been said at all. I think the biggest thing for that that doesn't bug me is the fact that they have been consistent with updates to the game for the past few weeks, regardless of the fact that it's still not content, but they are updating the game. And it, it, at least from even still from a non-communication side, it looks like they are figuring out this work from home stuff in starting to push things out. Yeah, that's fair. So, because these characters are definitely to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the movie. Uh, but I feel like these must have been pushed back because I would have thought that they would have been put out before that happened. But this is weeks after that 40th anniversary. So I think that this kind of just is yeah. starting to... COVID's made everything crazy, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just maybe a few weeks behind on these, but it's nice to see yeah. uh, some updates finally coming out. Agreed. So, All right. So what do we want to do? Talk about what we are expecting? Yeah, so basically I want to talk... Well, first off... Did you answer the question? Have your thoughts changed at all about what you thought about the mode when you heard about it? Oh, have, no, they haven't changed. Pretty much the same since we have no more information, just thinking. Correct. Give me yep. more information so I can make a decision on this. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, since we don't have information, let's talk about what we expect then. Um, I got a few little pips here of things we can talk about expectation wise. Uh, what do you expect to see from this mode as far as rewards? What are your expectations for rewards from this? My expectations are rewards for this will be used to slice mods further into six-star territory. Um, so you think that's going to introduce that, something new that will has to do with mods? Yes, I I think we desperately need something that takes things beyond just Relic 7, 6-dot mods. I think we need something that increases galactic power. I think we need something that makes your characters substantially better in order to consistently beat these challenge tier 3s to do better in light side territory battle as people get more galactic power and get further into the map. Um... All of these things combined, like, I think we need something, and I think mods is the Probably the best, most efficient way to do that. What do you think? I think that's entirely possible. I um, My question now is, do you think that with that, that a character reward for the mode would still be possible? I don't see them doing something like that, unfortunately. Unless they do a store. They could do a store and put a character in there because that's what they always do, but I don't think... See, because... I, I, be, I would be surprised if we got, like, a Treya-like character where you get points for beating it. Like, you get, you know, you get one shard for being tier one, two shards for beating tier two, you know, something like that. Um, that would be awesome. 
I still want Hondo for beating it. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's why I'm holding out my hope. Give me Hondo. Um, Fair enough. Whatever happens, I still feel like earning currency and being able to pick my rewards is better than random rewards. So, Agreed. The question becomes whether we... You think that they would ever implement a new store again, or if that's we're just getting them straight up from the event and you don't get to pick anything? Yeah, I mean, I think they would introduce another store. I don't think they'd hesitate about that. Just, I don't know. I'd be. <laughs> There's plenty of other games out there, and maybe this Unity thing could change this. But even if you didn't add a store, but when you finished the event and you clicked on, okay, collect my rewards, if it popped up like a mini store type window and you picked the ones, let's say it said pick three of these and you got to pick three of them and you got to choose your rewards one time without a store, I think that would be work fine too. Then you wouldn't need currency. You could just pick your rewards after each event. Sure. I, all I'm saying is my it's not my expectation, but it's my desire that you don't, right. it's not random. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be nice, but that's random never works out well. Random is not random. Yeah. Uh, How many people have joined LSO in the past three months (laughs) and said, I did not believe the boombox thing was real. We just finished a freaking pit and got more boomboxes. I am droid callers. I need so many droid callers and we literally never get them. Never. It's insane. Droid collars are it's needed for Gear 12 insane. stuff like crazy. But yep. boomboxes, nope. I Big surprise. What are we getting? Freaking boomboxes. Freaking hate it. it. Don't make any it, sense, I but. Hate it. All right. It's frustrating. All right, moving on to the uh, next. What do you expect to see from this mode as far as a leaderboard? Do you think we'll get one? I expect to see one. Or do you not think we'll get one? Yeah. I don't know if we'll see one when it first comes out, but they've mentioned how they kind of want to mirror GAC with this. Uh, I suspect we won't see one at first, but at some point there will be some sort of scoring system that will allow them to have a leaderboard, have seasons and rewards for doing so well, finishing so well in those things. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. There's so many different ways you could do it. Uh, you could have a time-based leaderboard maybe a point-based leaderboard. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things you can do. And that's a really cool thing yep. as far as um, another game, very similar to this one has, where they're one of their harder modes, uh, just finishing it for the first time, you get rewards. But once you get further on, uh, it's more of a leaderboard thing with no rewards, but you can try your best to get the best time. And your name and your guild uh, show up forever at the top of this leaderboard. Everyone sees it every time they go into this mode. Um, That'd be cool. And then that, I wouldn't mind that. That wouldn't necessarily motivate me to put the time into it. But there are a lot of people that want to see their name at the top of that leaderboard. So, Yeah, people take leaderboards very seriously, which is why it's a fabulous yes, idea. Exactly. Put and more, why it will be implemented. <laughs> Did you say why it won't? Why oh, it it's just like, whoa, yeah. you went straight uh, pessimistic. <laughs> no, no, I, I think we'll get it. Um, 
So the next question is about character challenge. Let me explain what I mean by that. Okay, so it's it would be very easy for them to just say uh, rebels, but do you think that there will be galactic challenges that go deeper than that for Phoenix or Rogue One or you know it could be it would be very easy to go Empire, but Maybe they just go straight Imperial Troopers or dig a little deeper and say Jawas or things like that. Like, what do you think the range is? Are they going to go with what everybody has geared? Or do you think they'll go deeper into your rosters on some of the more uh, focused challenges? Um, so I think that I don't think they'll get super specific. Like, I don't think they'll require Jawas. However, they might. They might do like a dark side requirement where you get a bonus if you can beat it with Jawas. I have a theory on this as well. And you know you had the... Jawas are dark side? We won't talk about it. By the way, everybody, that's a joke. If you're a new listener... It's still in my Reddit comment history. So if you want to go see posts I've made, it's still there. Um, Yeah, it (laughs) it was quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, My theory with this, I think you're onto something because we do know they're going to have feats. So that could be part of it. But they also said that there will be yep. some challenge that will be maybe a day versus a week long. And I'm starting to think that some of these day long challenges are going to be the more focused ones. And then the like seven days will be like, all right, well, we're going to do a rebel galactic challenge with, uh, you know, specific requirements within the days or make those requirements just feats over the days of that seven day challenge where some of the shorter ones will probably be for the smaller factions, and then the longer ones would be for Jedi, Empire, Rebels, the ones with more people in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can't think of any other reason why you would have a day-long challenge versus a seven-day challenge and why these things would alternate in time length. Unless the amount of I, I people suspect- that you can use in it isn't enough to sustain over a week-long period. I suspect this sort of stuff will start to make sense at some point, but that is a if it doesn't, point. that would be a very big problem. That would be a huge <laughs> problem. Yes, no question. Yes. All right. Um, so next up, what do you expect to see from this mode as far as modes? Do you think there will be a ship only galactic yes. challenge, three v three challenges, five v five challenge, yes. any type of other yes challenge? Yes, all the challenges. <laughs> so they're not going to be limited just by uh, the type of characters you can use, or not. I'll be faction, this, but the type of battle you this have. This might be ships. This might be where we get back into like double leader abilities and stuff too, because we kind of already have that in game, which is super cool and kind of fun to play with. I would yeah, like okay. to see let them me, start uh, implementing and testing. Let me explain that for people that like don't that. know how that works. For anyone out there that is like, how do you use a team with double leader abilities? Any uh, any of the modes where you select an ally to go into a battle from your friends list, that ally that you select, their leader ability applies to the entire team if they're in the ally slot, as well as your Correct. leader from your team. So any battle you do out there on the table that asks you to pick an ally from your allies list would apply that leader ability to the team on top of the leader ability you already have for your team. There are people that do not know that, 
which is still surprising, but that it makes for some interesting teams for sure. Yep, for sure. So I think that'd be a lot of fun, but I mean, I definitely think there'll be ships left. They'll definitely be five v five, obviously, but I think they'll experiment, you know, with three v three and some other stuff as well. Maybe not branch out too much, kind of stick to kind of what they know, but, um, We'll see. I, I hope they get a little bit creative here because there's potential. I, I wouldn't expect to see it in like the first three months, but I hope over time with this that they start experimenting with the whatever they can do with it. You know what I mean? So. Uh, last one. Agreed. What do you expect to see from this mode as far as schedule? I, I don't know. Do you think it'll be I, I really a month-long event where we have little battles inside of it, like a GAC? At some point, yes. Up until that point, I don't know. I, don't I just know. feel like it's not, not going to be goal. like a bunch of them bundled together to be a thing. I just feel like it'll be... We're going to have this many this month. And we're to be able to do that, we need to have a one... A one-day version here, a seven-day here, a four, three fours in the middle here. I don't know. I just feel like they're all going to be very, they're going to be their own little events depending on the faction they're using or what type of ships versus 5v5. And so, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just the whole one day, when they said it could be one day versus seven days thing, throws everything off for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so. agreed. So we'll see. We shall. Cool. All right. Um, anything else? Uh, might as well say this right here on the podcast for everyone out there. Next week we are planning to do a. It's a complete Q and A, right? For all listeners to add questions to. That was the plan. Uh, wait. Say that again. Q and A Q&A for everyone. Um, game Q and A. I thought we we're. I thought we were doing Patreon Q&A because we desperately need to do that. Well, maybe we um, can do both. <laughs> do a Q&A during the regular show yeah, we, and then do our Patreon. We haven't done a regular Q&A afterward. in a while. Yeah, that's why that was why I thought it was everyone because we haven't done a everybody Q&A in a while. We haven't. That would be pretty fun to do. I would not mind. So if you're listening to this and you're a Patreon or you're listening to this and you are a listener... Uh, we're going to have QAs next week, so we will have two different chats, one for the Patreon QA and one for the regular QA. If you have a question to ask us, you would like us to discuss on the show, uh, throw it up in the uh, QA, po- uh, QA channels in Discord. I will make sure that they are both set up after this show so that you guys can do that all this week going into next week. And as well, um, try to keep the podcast version qa to questions about the game and uh we'll we'll talk about the personal stuff off the normal podcast but yes oh yeah if you're unfamiliar the uh the patreon q a uh is basically shadow order after dark so whatever you want to ask whatever you want and it gets fun (laughs) so uh if you want to check that out though patreon.com slash shattered order you can join up there and you can even get like a snazzy sticker and get in the special discord and all that good stuff, which is really exciting. Um, 
discord.me slash shattered order if you want to come hang out in our discord channel which there's a lot of great stuff always going on there subscribe on twitch twitch.tv slash shattered order and of course shattered order pod on the youtube uh we always kind of stuff going on there but our live streams are always on twitch we will be streaming thursday next week um so now you know for sure sure. next tuesday next week because i'll be in san diego on friday so Ooh, sounds like so much fun. We'll be hit- the beach Head is out. not closed, so I will be socially distancing oh, on the beach uh, next week. Oh <laughs> yeah, well, you have fun with that, oh, sir. I will. And I miss uh, the beach. maybe I can drive by Thirty Second Street and see uh, see if from you can see from the road how the Bonhomme Richard's doing. I don't know if anyone out there heard the about the Bonhomme Richard, but the LHD at San Diego Naval Base was on fire for five straight days until they were able to put the fire out. Whoa. Yeah, there's it's nuts, man. I'm glad that everyone was safe from there. They everyone was out and everyone got off of there, but it burned through the flight deck all the way down into the lower decks, just metal, 1400 degrees, burned half the ship to pieces. It's crazy. But good lord. For all our listeners in San Diego, and especially those in the military. I'm glad that everyone, if any one of you were on that ship, I'm glad that you're safe. That was absolutely nuts. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. And we hope that you enjoy your Mon Mothma week next week. And uh, we'll be talking about our times, our good times in that event uh, once we get there. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us on another Thursday. Sorry for the short notice. Uh, on the change again but you should know now for next week it'll be on thursday and we're giving you a full week for questions and answers uh so yeah uh we will catch you on the flip side later